actually some really good advice I was given uh, was go outside onto the sidewalk, jump as high as you can, land flat on your back. Do that 10 times. If you can reach the same height on the 10th take as the first take, then you're cut out to be a stunt performer. Welcome to You Can Do It, Do It, a podcast about people whose lives are transformed by trying something new. Today on the show, we have AJ Paratori, a stuntman extraordinaire who lives in Providence, Rhode Island. AJ, tell us a little bit about how you wound up doing what you're doing now. I've had so many careers in my in my tenure i guess as being alive and uh i mean they've ranged it's crazy it's been like you know, things from like box making boxes cardboard boxes to being uh working in a prison to being a like a, a magician's assistant to like being at a ski resort to uh selling costumes online and being investigated by homeland security and like to to running a haunted house in Dave and Buster's and in New York to having an internationally selling card game to stunt work, to being a romance author. Wow. So I'm so <laughs> well equipped at you the, write all those down. I, I'm forgetting a lot of them. Too. <laughs> and it's just like, I man, I, I'm so good at testing things yeah. and bringing them to their natural conclusion. Sometime it's a fiery conclusion, you sure. know, but, um, it, and it's just like that. It's the concept of like, well, I can't really stop. Hmm. You know, like no one's going to do your life for you. And then, you know, you need to make money. Yeah. And you need to find something that will eventually fulfill you. So it's like, I guess I'm done with this now. And now it's time for me to move on to this completely different thing. I might be an astronaut in five years. I have absolutely no idea. I really hope you're an astronaut. Oh God, years. me too. Right? It'd be great. We'll have you back on the show be, to talk about it. I want to be, <laughs> the, yeah. I want to be SpaceX's astronaut. They got the cool outfits. Uh, yeah. Yep. How does it turn out that you end up wanting to try all these different things? Like, what about your personality kind of fuels that desire? I am terrible at, uh, <laughs> I guess, doing it the right way. So, like, I flunked out of college about a year and a half in. Uh, and I just like, I knew immediately that wasn't for me. Like I was <laughs> at like 21 years old. I'm like, ah, yeah, the way everyone does this, I can't do that nine to five. It's just like, I, you know, that whole concept of, well, let me just put in my due diligence and spend the next 50 years in this career and then die. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, it just, just doesn't work for me. Yeah. Um, and I've got a, a relatively short attention span for the most part. I'm sure. super susceptible to fads and to crazy diets. Yeah. All right. Yep. So Apparently fasting for no apparent reason. <laughs> well, because of reasons. And uh, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I guess my disp disposition in general, my general philosophy in life would be in a couple billion years, the sun is going to consume the planet and nothing we hell we will have ever done will have mattered in any way. Yeah. So why not? Yeah. Kind of like YOLO, but 
but on like maybe a galactic more ambitious. Scale. Maybe yeah, more yeah. ambitious than YOLO. Galactic YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new perfume line. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Interesting. I don't uh, think we, uh, we've, we've, we have had one guest on the show that, that truly embraced the YOLO mentality. It was mm-hmm. Lindsay. Yeah. Who said like, you're, you're going to die anyway. You may as well like not freak out. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, and I've been so close to death in various situations that nothing else besides that really matters to me all that much. Like in this, I'm not saying that I seek it out, but I'm saying is like, I don't sweat the small stuff. Cause as you saw, like not 15 minutes ago, I've been on fire. I've been nearly drowned. I've been hit by cars. I've been thrown off buildings. And so, you know, road rage doesn't do it for me. You know, like waiting in line in the grocery store. Totally cool with it. Huh. It's kind of like, blowing my mind a little bit it's definitely uh, i think similar to Lindsay. it's kind of that entrepreneurial spirit but like in a very different way because you're not like you know like i'm trying to make like a business out of this it's it's just the i can't work a nine to five i'm interested in tons of things and i can be i can get good at lots of things very quickly so it's like a heart of entrepreneurialism with with, with no just real your plan own stank on it i don't know <laughs> like with no yeah with no plan i mean a lot of, i think a lot of entrepreneurs have no plan in, in a way when they start things they have an idea and they're just mm-hmm. like this is gonna happen but i don't know it's a super super unique angle but i, I think mm-hmm. if i'm I, I may be wrong about this but you've been doing stunt adjacent stuff for a while right yes yeah, so the the tldr is i was non-union for about eight years, 10 years, something like that. Basically, it's like I've been doing small projects that didn't pay anything at all for a solid decade. And then eventually I went drinking with the right human. And they're like, oh, yeah, my friend is also a stunt coordinator on this thing. You know, if you if you want, I can put in a word for you. And then I just get a call out of the blue. And I, that was it. I got into the union and I've been slowly building up stunt gigs ever since. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, this is something that despite all my phases of career and employment and evolutions, this is something that's always kind of been in the background. So I I guess I can foresee myself doing this for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. What was special about your first stunt that made you want to keep going? Ah, man, I got into stunts really poorly. Okay. <laughs> Cuz like I knew right away that I liked entertainment, but I had no idea that I could be a stuntman. Like I didn't really have a good concept of what that meant. So after I flunked out of college, I uh I was like ah, I want to do something that's interesting. So I ended up going to like a 6-week modeling school. Okay. At this super spammy like you know, it's ah man, it was someone's name modeling school. Mm. And they taught me how to like do the blue steel, you know, (laughs) and all that shit. And I was like, ah, this is almost right, but not quite. And then, uh, I mean, John Amore and I, another guest of yours, Mm -hmm. uh, we would always do like parkour and we do strength training and stuff when we were younger. And, uh, so I always had like an athletic background and then I was just searching Craigslist for some work because I was broke, like always when I was, you know, early early uh 20s and i found something that was like uh we need somebody to take a hit and fall down for this like not even a student project just a random small film like i bet i could probably do that Mm. and then much to my surprise i was really good at getting punched in the face and falling over so i decided (laughs) to make a career of it i guess (laughs) what was uh 
they, so they just wanted you to get hit. Was it for like a film or a show or it was just so like, it's actually for a good friend of mine now. Like we've been friends ever since. Yeah. And it's, uh, my buddy, Nate Quattrini, he was putting together three films and he just needed some extra martial artists slash stunt people. And wasn't paying them anything, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I was, uh, my first official role. Uh, and I love that. I can remember this is, uh, my character was named Gimpy leg. Gimpy like, yeah. All right. And that's because he kicks a guy and the guy blocks it with a sword. So he gets a gash across his shit. Uh, yeah. Oof, and then he ends rough. up getting impaled. Like my character. So <laughs> the first injury I ever sustained character wise was yeah. a leg injury. So thus the name Gimpy leg for my character. And that, is that on IMDb? I feel like I saw something about, I, I looked, Jesus, you know, is it? <laughs> not to, I investigate people ahead of time sometimes. Oh yeah. So, you and know. I, so I looked through your IMDb. I feel like I saw something about Gimpy. Like, <laughs> how can that be possible though? It sounds like this is like super independent film. It, they'll let anything on IMDb. It's I terrible. Know, these days. You know, jeez. <laughs> Do stuntmen often get credited? Yes and no. Um, uh, it's, it's, yeah, for the most part, yes, solidly yes. But, like, we don't get an Oscar. I mean, it, like, it depends on how big do you want to extrapolate credit, you know? Yeah. Um, and well, neither we, does Best Boy, right? Uh, yeah, or Grip. Yeah. But we're we're Gaffer. technically considered above the line. So in, in huh. the film industry, there's below the line and above the line. Um, anybody who is on camera is technically considered above the line. And it's got something to do literally with the line of credits that come huh. down. Um, and, uh, so we're, we get paid similar. Well, we, some people get paid more than actors do unless they're a principal actor. Right. So someone that you see on a, on a TV show that has a bit, a bit part, they're technically one tier below us in only pay grade. I mean, that's, that's it. Um, but yeah, so we, we do get credit, but we're also kind of like, you know, kind of shoved a little bit of a side, you know, there's <laughs> definitely way more of a focus on actors, which is kind of understandable. Yeah. yeah it's kind of like the how the, how the meat is produced or something like that, or like how the sausage is made. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm just like making up my turn. How the meat is produced. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's just like, ah, you know, like the actors are the real ones doing it. Yeah. You guys do all the stuff that mm -hmm. they're, you know, that would be dangerous for them. Is that kind of how it is? You're like, well, or... so the whole concept is we are disposable. Huh. I mean, ultimately, you know, and that's why that there's a whole, you know, that's why there's some people exist is because you don't want your main actor like, all right. So when Tom Cruise gets injured, the entire production stops for X amount of months. So hundreds of people are out of work. They just, and they can't jump to different projects or they can, but they risk not coming back to this project when it eventually starts up again. So it's a real big pain in the ass. So what they do is they bring in stunt guys and I mean, some guys get injured and die all the time. I mean, Walking Dead last year, the guy died. Dead, wow. Deadpool 2, the woman on a motorcycle was killed. Jeez. Yeah. And it's just, that's just how it goes. But the production didn't stop for those. They just got somebody else in that was roughly the same size and shape. It's wild. It's blowing my mind. I knew, I mean, like I knew, I, obviously they get injured and mm -hmm. I knew they must die occasionally, mm -hmm. but like every year? I mean, internationally, yes, every year. Um, domestically, it it's not that bad. Yeah, you know, safety standards have gotten exponentially better over the course of the year. Like OG stuntmen were uh, 
actually sharpshooters for like the shootout scenes. Yeah. So back in like I don't know the early 1900s, they would literally shoot at actors with real bullets because they didn't have blanks, <laughs> and they would just fucking intentionally Gosh. miss. Oh yeah, can we swear on this? Uh, 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 yes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> you're good. You're totally good. <clears throat> the answer is yes, but I do cut them out. Good. That's for the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we can keep it without an explicit rating. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but people know what you mean. Yeah. They know. Okay. Um, so on the, uh, on the on the other side mm-hmm. of stunt people work, do are, are there any examples of stunt people who have kind of turned into principal actors from being stunt people? Um, like I know uh, Harrison Ford has a Cinderella story that's yeah, yeah, kind he's of a great similar. Uh, he was a carpenter, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and George just was like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> you can be in all my movies. <laughs> you can be in my movie. Yeah, and I think his first one was American Graffiti, and then he went on to do Star Wars and all yeah. sorts of other stuff. Uh, yeah, not, not, it's, not a, it's not really that, that common. Hmm. Uh, Burt Reynolds was a huge stunt activist because he had a, a background in a lot of physical acting. Yeah. I mean, so usually what you'll see is you'll, you'll see um, actors who have a background in martial arts or like um brandon lee for for instance um he you know his father was trained by his father and but he always had more of an interest in acting so they 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 it's 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 usually like an actor with a background in something physical makes it all the way up into you know the the top tier if you will Mm. as opposed to a stunt guy who has a background in acting if that makes any sense. I yeah. don't know if I'm explaining it totally. well, but yeah. Yeah, you're more likely to have like uh who's the guy that plays Captain America? Uh Chris Evans. Yeah, you're more likely to have a Chris Evans in in the actor role being handsome and yep. stunt worthy. Oh, of course. But yeah, not yeah. Yep. not coming from stunt mandom. Yeah, <laughs> mandom, I love it. Yeah. Um actually they like do you see Scott Pilgrim versus the World? Yes. They his stunt team was his actual stunt team. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like oh, cool. it was it was literally like his actual stunt double was in the sh- the movie his nut stunt double. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so that was such a cool that movie. That was super meta. I forgot. Oh, yeah, it was, it was great. Such a good movie. Yeah. It was great. And funny the you mentioned same Brandon. director went on to do um, Baby Driver. Basically the same movie. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're right. Also very good. Movie. so good. Yeah. I yeah. love that movie. Are there are there any directors who you look at where you're like I want to be in one of their movies someday. No, I'm not. I'm not that kind of nerdy. No, I'm okay. a different kind of nerdy. What's what I want to? I'm a superhero junkie, so I want to be in a in a Marvel movie. Yeah. I want to double a main uh, a main <laughs> character. You know, I want to secretly steal the suit and bring it home and like put it on a mannequin and pretend that I'm <laughs> that character. Uh, who, uh, wait, who, why would you put who, it who on a mannequin do? and not yourself? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just so I, you know, I could like look at it and admire oh, yeah. it when I'm not wearing it. Talk to it. Yeah, exactly. it's alive. I love it. Who would you double? If like dream double? Uh, it's, you know, I don't know. All right. So it, this is why it's a difficult question um, to answer is because um, it, it's, it's, it's hard to double somebody uh without knowing a lot about them. So someone's like, Hey, you look a lot like Zach Kinto to me because of the crazy eyebrows. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, Oh shit, maybe I could double that dude. Cause he was actually filming in Rhode Island for, uh, this production called Nosferatu early, like a couple months ago. But basically it was like, yeah, you know, I, I actually, we have the same kind of build. And I was like, I could actually do that. So I went there and, uh, when I got, when I, when I got to set, I realized that, He's like five or six solid inches taller than me. Oh, oh yeah. He's a tall Oops. dude. Yeah. I did not realize that. Yeah. I'm like, well, I can't double you. 
Oh, Aww. because you need to be standing I, next to. I need to be roughly the same or similar height. Uh, okay. Like we, we, with girth, you can do stuff. Like you can like pad out your clothing mm-hmm. and and all that. But uh, with height, it's a little hard. I can only rock stunts. so many platforms. You know, right? Yeah. So uh, Zachary Kinto, what what's he on? Start. He's Spock in Star Trek. He was on um, Heroes. So, oh, uh, okay. He's yeah. been. Yeah, yeah. That's a tall dude. I he's like had six no feet. idea. Yeah, he's, he's standing next to Chris, Chris Pine. Pine. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh. and he's yeah, he's like towers, very tall. Towers over. See, I always, I always think that you could do like the Bucky Barnes. Uh, I would love. Oh yeah, love you could totally to do, do Bucky yeah. Barnes. Yeah. He oh, seems man. like he's he's a. Uh, uh, Diminutive guy. Uh yeah, that's you're like you're what five ten? No, I'm like five nine. Really? Yeah, so yeah, I thought you were taller than court. Yeah, it's just my stature. I stand tall. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I slouchy boy. Yeah. I, yeah, you could. I mean, that that feels like a natural fit. Well, winter, well, soldier. winter soldier. Winter yeah, soldier. Yeah, walk around with a metal arm all day. Oh man, it'd be great, right? Yeah, I would be so 100 percent on board for that. Nope. So now, right, do li- you... now, if you're listening, Marvel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously, <laughs> make it happen. Hire AJ. How to so do you? Um, what am I going to ask? Does location matter when looking for stunt work? Like you're in the East Coast, feels like a lot of productions are out west. Mm-hmm. Uh, does this location work for getting the kind of jobs that you're trying to get? I'm actually pretty lucky in that regard because we're so close to New York that mm-hmm. I can make it there in a day. Like I've been called to like, hey, can you come in tonight? And I'm like, ah, I can do that. Yeah. So I just drive down. Uh, and also Boston, there's stuff filming in Boston all the time. I just did a project in Boston. So I can bounce back and forth between like the two big hub cities. And, uh, you know, living in Rhode Island, we actually pay a lot less, obviously, than New York and Boston. So yeah. it's cheaper to live here and to commute back and forth. Right. Yeah. So I'm pretty lucky in that regard. Um, there... <sighs> There is a lot of stuff going on in the West Coast, but there are already local stunt guys out there that capitalize right. on all that. Same thing with Georgia. That's another huge one. Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, that's where a lot of the Marvel stuff actually gets filmed. Yeah. Great weather. Lots of tax breaks. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, it's kind of an interesting point just about Rhode Island in general, not to be like, Rhode Island is so great. But <laughs> Rhode like, Island is the greatest. hundred percent. <laughs> I completely agree. Yeah. Uh, is that you can just like even for vacations and and for job opportunities even outside of stunt work and possibly outside of stunt work Crazy. there's no such you, thing you can get so many places really easily you know like yeah. I can go skiing and I can go to, I can go visit New York and stuff and that kind of makes sense so like I mean obviously I guess New York's a huge hub for movies and stuff as well it, oh yeah it's it's so the two big ones in the country well it's three it's L A New York and, and Atlanta. Uh, really? Yeah, Atlanta's huge. I had no idea. Uh, Beautiful weather, great tax break. <laughs> <laughs> That's where Walking Dead is. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Lots of land. Yeah, seriously. Lots of land. Yeah. That's what I like. That's for what Atlanta way. translates to. Land for yeah. days. Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it. Yeah. Mm. What's a stunt everybody should learn? Uh how to hit the ground. How to hit 100, the ground. 100%, yeah. In what in what way? Every way. <laughs> <laughs> if your body can touch the ground, learn mm-hmm. how to hit it with yep. that part of your body. Seriously. Uh, you literally have to learn how to do front falls, back falls, side falls. Hmm. Um, any way that your body can impact solid surfaces, learn how to do it in a convincing way that you could repeat. Yeah. 
feel like that's actually good like life advice. I feel like there's probably no way for me to hurt you knocking you on the ground. I would need there to be like a spike on the ground. Yeah, or hit me with a vehicle. That's true. And I'm you... trying to figure out how to kill you. <laughs> I know it. That's the only reason he's, I'm on this show. <laughs> so 1,000 volts. <laughs> if you want to be a stuntman, the baseline is you have to know how to hit the ground. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the bread and butter, right? So, well, it, it depends because people specialize in different things. Like you got ground pounders like, like myself. Ground pounders. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I love the terminology, that's right? great. Uh, who um, specialize in getting shot and fall- falling over hmm. and falling off of things and hitting things with other things. Uh, but then you've got martial artists who, uh, well, stunt guys who are martial artists, not martial artists who want to be stunt guys. Radically different thing. Because hmm. um, a lot of martial arts don't translate directly one for one to being good on film. Uh, whereas stunt guys who you know, train different martial arts, know how to block for camera so that all the punches like hit in air quotes. Right. Anywho. So you got that. And then you got drivers, people who specialize in driving, you know, and that's, that is, uh, those are mostly older, older, um, stunt guys because it's not a lot of wear and tear on your body. Um, so like, if you want to keep it going, that's the one you maybe transition to or? that or some coordinator eventually. Okay. Yeah. People who were just kind of set up the shots and make sure the safety is in place and everyone is okay. Um, and then finally, well, not finally, but two other ones are fire and high falls. Those are the specialized ones. Yeah. I feel yeah. like from what I've heard, you've actually dabbled in almost all of those, right? Uh, so I, I, I personally like to take a, a, a very, uh, all encompassing approach, you know, like, because I'm not going to be brought in to do a 45 second fire burn through a building. But if a explosion goes off, and they have a ball of fire come out, and they want to catch some guys with it, and just fall over, like, I can handle that, you know, um, same thing with the high fall, like I've fallen 50 feet into a bag. But I would never get called for that to be on set. Um, but I have that experience so that if someone's like, Hey, can you fall 10 feet into this bag? I'm like, yeah, totally. You know, I can convincingly say that, yeah, I can do all that stuff. Same so, thing with driving too. So stuntman generalist. Basically. Yes, exactly. Uh, you know, after we rode go-karts one time, I don't mm-hmm. know if you've ever been go-karting. I love go-karting. Um, driving the car, mm-hmm. a normal car felt extremely different. Oh yeah. It was, it was like. I don't even know why, but there was this like even like a psychological thing that go karting kind of gave us. And then mm. when we got in a real car, we were like, <laughs> I wanted to like slam the gas down. It yeah. just felt like wrong to just not- yeah turn the <laughs> right. wheel, just crank the wheel, smack into the person next to me. <laughs> when you live the stunt lifestyle, mm-hmm. do you go back into normal life with a similar sense of like unfamiliarity in the same way that like go karting would translate to real cars? Not really. I mean, I, I've got pretty good off switch when it comes to that stuff you know because it's it's all just so weird you know it's not like all right so when you go go karting you're in that activity right. fully yeah right and then you go back into your car and you resume your life when you're on set you it's stunt work is only one small small part of your job so you get there and then you have to go through hair and makeup and you have to get through go through wardrobe and then you get, you know, your, your meals and then you go through rehearsals and then you actually may or may not get to do the actual stunt depending on wow. several factors. And then after that, you have to go through a bunch of other stuff. And so it's like, you're already, well, at least for me personally, I'm already like, okay, I'm ready to leave 
at the mm-hmm. end of a 15 hour day. Yeah. You know? And that's like when I get back into my car, I'm like, yeah, I just want to drive slow and get home. I would think you'd feel like invincible, but I get, I guess it's like when you see, you know, there's certain scenes you see in movies and you're like, that's just very like, a, like if you see a, like a sex scene in a movie, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, it's like a weirdly like intimate thing. Like, how do you mm-hmm. do that on screen? But then when you read about how they actually play out, they could take place over hours. There's like, nothing sensual or sexual or anything about those and so i see you do a stunt and i'm like oh my god this guy's like a adrenaline junkie and he's just doing this all the time but you're like i've eaten so many burritos today (laughs) i just want to go home can i please fall off this building yeah so it's kind of a there's a disconnect there that a, a lay person like us doesn't understand yeah i mean the disconnect there predominantly is just waiting around yeah you know like you um, I had to do, um, I was a school bus driver on one TV show recently and they had me in for the first shot of the day and it was literally like people loading into my bus and me taking off. And so that was like 8am and then, uh, they had me in for the last shot of the day, which was oddly enough, people getting off the bus and, oh. and going about their lives or whatever. There was a 14 hour gap in between. Oh and I was just Fuck. sitting reading a book the whole wow. time, yeah, on the clock. Wow. Um, I mean, it, it's it's great. The overtime is amazing. Yeah. Um, but there's so much downtime before and after um, some stunts that you just sometimes. I mean, and that's the and that's one of the things I love about the industry is the fact that every single production is different. Mm. You know, um, I, I was in Professor Marston and it's Wonder Woman. And my role for that was like I was um, uh, a rugby football player kind of dude. Like, and like the main characters are walking down the the Harvard um, Greens area, and they see a pickup game of football happening. So I had to be the guy who gets tackled. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course, yeah. And uh, so I get tackled probably that day about thirty five times. Wow! Just like I mean, these are full on. Like full force, I'm padded up to the degree that I can be, uh, without it showing in the costume. But yeah. just getting clobbered over and over again. Um, so it's like that. You con- you compare and contrast that to like sitting around for 14 hours in between. Yeah. A quick fun uh, side note about that Marston story is the costuming sometimes doesn't doesn't line up. So like in the sense that it looks great on you. But when you add dynamic movement to them, they don't hold up all the time. Uh, I blew the crotch out of this pair of pants. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Immediately. First take. Just oh. boom. And then it got worse from there. <laughs> so they didn't repair them. They did. Oh. <laughs> they, I literally, in between every take, I had a team of people, front and back, sewing my crotch back together. <laughs> my you couldn't take the pants off. You had the they only one. had uh, one pair because oh, uh, of the circumstances yeah. that fit me. Um, so they just had to make do. And after like literally the twenty fifth take, I'm like, Jesus, guys, how's it going down there? <laughs> and they're like, You ever tried to sew mashed potatoes? <laughs> I, obviously, like you've you've alluded to some stunts. You know, you've talked a little bit about them lightly, but I, obviously there's some meat here that everyone would want to hear. What is your favorite stunt you've ever done? Favorite is a hard thing to say because, 
I've done go through the top three most interesting stunts. Okay. Because I also want to okay. know the most terrifying, but I so I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. But top three most. Yeah, interesting. just tell us a bunch of stories about oh, okay. yeah. stunts. All right. Stunt um, there was there was one time where I had to roll a school bus. Were you driving the school bus? <laughs> I was driving the school bus. <laughs> oh, it was full of children. I was a school bus driver in real life. Yeah, yeah. That was before I got into The stunts. voices were talking. Yeah. <laughs> so it was such an easy transition. It was crazy. Uh, it was for this. It, this was not actually on. Um, so I did some live thrill show stuff, and that's the Wild West, man. Like, those are, like, performed stunts performed live in front of an audience. So I did, like, uh, a couple things where, yeah. Like, I rode a motorcycle through a flaming wall. Um, I was on a car as it did like this, you know, crazy maneuvers, like on the hood of the car. And, uh, one of them was a kind of a demo derby, not demo derby in like the, you're supposed to smash each other up, but like, a, you know, a, a race around a track with a bunch of school buses. And they had me come in to be like the foil for one of the other guys. And basically to add some excitement of just like crashing into him and stuff and like building a rivalry. It's, you know, it's weird. Uh, So many things about this job are weird. But um, so we take off and immediately his bus just like peters to a slow stop. And so I'm I'm behind him and I'm like waiting for something to happen. And I quickly realized that his bus is just disabled right off the bat. Something happened, maybe a fuel line, I don't know. And then I'm like, "Ah, man. I'm probably not going to get this opportunity very often. So I'm going to try to win this race. (laughs) (laughs) And I put up a hell of a fight, man. I was, so I was driving very aggressively around the track, actually passing school buses and shit. And, um, the, the, is I, it a I, totally flat track? Like no, that, no. Oh, it's God. it's so oh, like God. the, the angles, the sides are raised at almost like a 40 degree pitch. Like a, almost like a NASCAR. Type yeah. Thing. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, the only difference is like some of the more beat up tracks in middle America, um, the tracks aren't in great condition. And this one had like a solid half a foot lip about halfway down the track, like the width of the track. So <laughs> I would hit it each time and my school bus would go up on two wheels and then plop down. <laughs> and then I, I was in second place and I saw the guy in front of me. And I really, really wanted to win. So I took the corner too hard and it, my school bus went up on two wheels and it just kept going. Oh. And, and then the rolling. Yeah. And uh, it, when it finally came to a stop, um, I had to, it, it landed on its side with the door down. So I had to actually like unhook my seatbelt and hang from the steering wheel and climb up the top of this bus and like, like punch out the window and then climb out of the bus. And now I'm standing on top of the bus and there's, they're still racing they're still around. Racing they're still around. going around. Yeah. So I had to jump off the bus onto like the, um, the, 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 the thick cement divider between them and the crowd. And, and I ended up getting to safety that way, but people were like slamming into the bus and stuff. It was nuts. I mean, I've seen this in movies. Why weren't they just recording this and just releasing it <sighs> no, as an seriously. independent film? <laughs> like you're hanging in it. Like you, you just needed to be on the edge of a mountain and it would have been a mission impossible. Movie. <laughs> totally. Totally. Unbelievable. Uh, so that was probably the most Steve fun looks, one. So I just have to like announce to everyone how terrified Steve looks. I think he's actually biting his own fingernails, <laughs> just stressed well, out. It's better than me biting the guest fingernails. <laughs> That's true. That would be very intimate. That's what he usually he usually does. But oh, uh, yeah, number two. Yeah, or well, <laughs> let me just jump to the most uh, uh, the scariest stunt that I ever did. 
Um, and JP, you've actually already heard this story. Oh yeah, this one is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've told multiple people about it. I'm like, really? I can't hold this in. Um, yeah. So uh, the long and short of it was, it was for this movie um, in New York, and um, I got hired to double an actor who was um, his character had been um, sedated and bound up and thrown off of a fishing boat to drown and die. Um, and so they had rented out a YMCA. So they, they'd filmed the, the shot of the, the body being thrown into the water from the fishing boat previously. So I, I had nothing to do with that. And then when they, when they brought me in, it was at like a YMCA because all they really needed was water. And so they did is they hung a light from the ceiling and then they put a submerged a light in the pool and they blacked out the, um, the pool itself with like fabric. Um, so it was just completely black area because the, the effect that they were going for was they wanted the, um, the character to float down, um, into the frame of the camera. So the cameras in the water, it sees a certain, uh, I don't know, width, if you will. And the, the, uh, the character is supposed to like just basically plummet underwater through it. So how they achieved this, um, they, uh, they got a, uh, a kettlebell or like a really thick weight and they put it in the bottom of the pool and then they ran a rope through it and I was attached to the other end of the rope. Uh, my hands and feet were bound with zip ties behind my back because that's what the character, that's how they, you know, that's how they bound him. Steve's <laughs> eyes are huge and his mouth is gaping. I'm sorry. <laughs> And I, they also had to give me a weight vest so that I would slowly, gradually go down. And uh, we did several takes. And I had to basically, when they called action, I had to belly flop into the pool and kind of get in the right area because if I was too far off the mark, it wouldn't work. So I had to land in the right spot. <clears throat> and then my character had to, like, wake up like as he was going down and, like, realize he's, you know – what 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 is happening to him and he's got to thrash uncontrollably and have it to no avail you know and then he's got to sink out of scene and yeah so uh we did that and um there was a professional diver in the pool as well and uh, oh, he was in the pool he was yeah he had the full scuba kit on yeah. and everything and he had the rebreather and stuff um whenever there's a dangerous stunt there's safety protocols in place in the sense that if you, if something has gone horribly awry and like it's a life-threatening thing, there's usually a kill word or a kill, um, you know, gesture that you make that immediately like that's really out of place. Usually, uh, in any situation where I've, I've had to like use something like that, you, you say something out loud. You can't do that underwater. And when you're like, <sighs> when your character is thrashing uncontrollably, you can't really, you know, gesture anything. So the kill situation was going board straight, like rigid, like a statue, because that would be out of character for that character at the time. That's a really hard thing to think about, like, while you're, as you're act actively drowning. Yeah, right? as you're fake and real drowning. Yeah. So the the thing was, the, the director liked the shot, but he, I was going too fast. I was like sinking too fast. They have technology. I don't know. Maybe the director doesn't know this. <laughs> they have technology that literally slows down film. <laughs> I can do it on my MacBook. 
I, I don't know if you have you ever heard of the special effects, but it's, it's there's there's a, a whole oh, there's a whole there? job, wow. and they employ all these people that do these things called special effects. Oh wow, that's they, yeah. I, I mean, if you want, I can get in touch with the, yeah, with the director. And, Steve, and the movie. You, you got a you got a career in this. I'm oh sure. my yeah. god, the, it infuriates the le- ah. You're not even there. We're not even there yet. I'm not just so there. I'm so Buckle angry up, even <laughs> getting into it. Anyway, <laughs> keep going. Buckle up, buddy. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So. Uh, I got this window and I had to hold my breath for 15 seconds while thrashing. So like, and you hold your breath and then you go through the whole thing. So we review it on the monitors or he reviewed it. And he's like, can you give me a little longer? Can you give me a little longer? Can we go a little slower? And then it got to the point where I was starting to black out, you know, cause it's just 15 seconds turns into 20 seconds, turns into 30 seconds, turns into 45 second long takes. And you know, you have to psychologically get into a position when you get back up to go like, oh, God, I have to do that again. So, you know, like I was by take number four of eight or so, I was like pretty sure I was going to drown. I was pretty certain, actually, I was going to drown. Uh, but I was fairly certain I wasn't going to die. <laughs> There's a big difference there. Like I, I was pretty sure I was going to take in water and have to be pulled out of the pool. But I, I was pretty sure I was going to get resuscitated, if that were the case. Fortunately, it didn't get to that far, but it got damn close. And that is by far the scariest stunt I've done. Insane. Do, do you have any techniques where you can hold your breath longer? Or uh, Yes and no. Like I was practicing the Wim Hof technique with, yeah, with John. I was going to ask you. <laughs> yeah. uh, John can hold his breath for like four and a half minutes or something yeah. ridiculous. He's a goddamn superhero. Um <laughs> I am not even half that. And then you, once your adrenaline gets going, right, it, yeah. you know, and the shock of the cold water and stuff. I mean, also it wasn't even, it, it was like, listen, people, I know we're simulating you're in like a lake or a river or something. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be cold here. Right. <laughs> you could make it warm here. Yeah. Seriously. Right. So how, how does a, a scene like this end up happening? Like, how do you get hired to do something like this? Uh, well, in this specific case, I was doubling somebody. Okay. So I, I got a text from our stunt coordinator. Um, and they just said, are you comfortable with water stunts? And I said, yes, having no idea of the context. Water stunts. Yeah. So usually that means swimming or just being in or near water. Um, and I said, yeah. And then that was it. That was literally it. I found out what I was doing, uh, that day to, to that degree. Yeah. And is that how every stunt gets like... (laughs) Usually it's, it's such a networking thing, man. It's such a, you know, know. yeah. Like I got, I got a text once that just said, send me a selfie, but that's, that's how it goes. Like in a stunt coordinator will see my stuff online. He'll then look at my online resume and see the coordinators I've worked with. He'll contact those coordinators and say, Hey, this, this AJ guy, what's his deal? Is he, uh, he's, is he going to like, you know, make me look bad? And then hopefully they all say, no, he's a good dude. And then. After all that, then they'll text you or call you and say, hey, what do you look like right now? Like, you know, what is your Uh, current look? Because, you know, I'm going to – I got a gig on Monday and they're going to cut my hair. You know, Um, I might have to grow a beard or I might have to be clean shaven. So in order for them to – for me to fit their part, I need to look a certain way and who knows if I'll I'll do that, you know? Wow. Yeah. So it's everything – it's – this job is about nothing but variables. Yeah. And trying to be as physically prepared 
and psychologically prepared as you can be to deal with everything, you know, that comes your way. I feel like that kind of defines in a way why it's something you've been doing for so long based on all the things you said, right? Like you're constantly, you've done romance novels. You're on American Ninja Warrior last year. You were a magician's assistant, uh, assistant <laughs> like all these different things. And all of that is variety. Mm-hmm. And you're saying with stunt work, it's all variables. So you get to be constantly surprised by your job. Yeah. You I'm think that's, always excited. Yeah. Like I just, you know, I, I've very rarely had that sensation of like, this is amazing outside of my career. Mm. You know, like I got hired to do, to, to, to go to New York city and drive a Vespa in traffic <laughs> as my job. <laughs> like, man, while I'm like waiting at the, the light and there's a camera crew behind me and there's like, you know, the actors and stuff all, and I'm the main focus. I'm like, God, this is the coolest thing <laughs> in the world. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And so there's no, it's funny that you can you can say like oh i drove a vespa or like hey i was i was literally driving a bus letting kids on and off it that's a stunt job yeah. and then there's another one when you're like i literally almost died i was i was drowned i was freezing cold some there was a scuba man in there to save my life and all of this pays the same uh yes and no so there um you get several types of if it's a sag film like big budget screen, stuff, screen, screen actors, screen actors guild. guild. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, they have the speci- specified rate, but if the budget of the project itself is smaller, so like a, more of an indie film, but it's still union. So I I can only work union films and TV shows now that I'm in the union. It's like any other kind of union, um, but there are like a sliding scale, so I can work a, a modify. Actually, that's funny. Uh, that drowning. Uh, drowning gig was a modified low budget. Mm. So I only got like half my rate. <laughs> so you actually yeah. made less getting drowned. Made more driving a school bus. I did. <laughs> oh, staggeringly more, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. So it's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Well, most jobs aren't, you know, fair in that way. And I, I don't, true. I don't, like, I'm not like, oh, the universe is unfair to stuntmen. It's mm-hmm. just kind of a point of interest to me. It's like, you know, I guess. I can't imagine anyone does stunt work unless they love it yeah. or they're desperate. <laughs> There's like probably two ends to it. I don't, I don't think you could do it if you were desperate. Yeah. It's yeah, so hard to break into, into it. Yeah. yeah. So hard to break into. Um, you, it's, it's all, you know, cause it's stunt work is a legacy industry. You know, the, you get, you get entire generations of stunt guys, you know, like a grandfather stunt guy brings his son in, brings his, his son in and then they bring in their cousins and stuff so you get like these dynasties and because like Some people might call that nepotism but oh absolutely dynasty is another word for or it. sadism yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? but i didn't have any of that yeah so i had to figure it out and it was so hard to get into hmm. like I, I ended up working with a dude recently who, um, who's like 21 or something like that and he's going to college and his father just happens to be one of the premier stunt guys in New York. And so he's getting gigs left and right. And it's like, ah, oh, man, it's so hard to, it's, I got to, I got to turn down jobs because mm-hmm. I'm working too much. Jeez. And I'm like, ah, oh, man, that is a, that is a tough thing to listen to. Cause I'm still a very hungry stunt guy. You know, I have two small questions actually sure. I just throw out there. Yeah, get it out. Uh, one of them, I just, this must be available somewhere, but I don't know the answer to it. Why are you called stunt pirate? Oh yeah, that Where was that uh, name come from. So um, when I originally got onto Ninja Warrior, it was because I went on this whole like pirate versus ninja platform. Yeah. All right, to back up a little further, I was a living history reenactor for a while, 
the golden age of piracy of course you <laughs> of were. of course you were i'm it's there's nothing surprises me anymore about what you've done i was a behavioral scientist for three years in guatemala while i was studying uh, the chocolate covered ant in its natural habitat <laughs> i learned to grow a tail and then when i was when i was attacked i could detach it from my body you'd and be run. amazed how many fireballs you can throw and you just see the special flower <laughs> I grew up saying I ate a mushroom. I increased my size by two times. At the very least, I thought I did. <laughs> uh, what was the question? Yeah, what was the question? <laughs> the question is stunt pirate. Where did that oh, come from? That's right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, my original submit because the only way you can get on that show is you have to submit a video of you, you know, showing your reality TV show star, you know. And um, so I, uh, I went on this whole platform of pirate versus ninja. And I was like, takes a pirate, bring down a ninja, warrior, you know, that sort of thing. Nice. And I actually filmed Uh, a stunt fight with a buddy of mine, David LaValle, another great stunt guy locally. And he was a ninja, and I was the pirate. And we went, we just like, you know, choreographed this little back and forth thing, and I intercut it with a bunch of other stuff. And uh, it got, they got me on to the show uh, under the caveat that, like, hey, you know, we want you to to really embrace this this pirate thing because it's fun. And I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Can I bring a flaming sword? Is that cool? Like, oh, um, uh, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up making my Instagram pretty much right after to kind of document, like, the training to get to Ninja Warrior. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. I didn't know that where that was the origin. I thought it was, like, an older name or something, but it's pretty recent. Yeah. Super recent. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I think you alluded to this before what's the thing a, a person who wants to get into stone work would do. But like, if you had advice for someone and someone's like, Oh my gosh, I'm so inspired by this. Like, this is amazing. That sounds like the thing I want to do. What would that future stunt person need to know? Uh, um, well, <laughs> actually some really good advice I was given, uh, was go outside onto the sidewalk, jump as high as you can land flat on your back. Do that 10 times. If you can reach the same height, on the tenth take as the first take, then you're cut out to be a stunt performer. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, last question. Yeah, I, try, sure. I try to ask this in every show. Yeah, yeah. What about stunt work has transformed you as a person outside of the stunts? Oh, hmm. I'd say uh, stunt work has really solidified uh, a philosophy of mine of not to sweat the small stuff you know get get as physically and mentally prepared as you can but also be as flexible and pliable as possible so whatever comes your way you can deal with it and you can break it down you can move past it edge of territory you're good with water this time <laughs> you take good self <laughs> awesome thanks so much for being on oh man it's been a pleasure it's awesome yeah. fun. thanks so much for listening this week we had a ton of fun with aj and we really hope that you did too you can learn more about him and what he's up to at you can do it do it.com we've got information there about him and all of our past guests as well also big thanks to night swim for the use of their song fiji for this show And lastly, give us a review on iTunes. It helps people find it, and we hope they like it too. Anyway, it was good chatting, and we hope to see you in a couple weeks. Thanks. Bye.